0: Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories, and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle, and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective, while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face come experience your life in purple and now here's your host the life coach with the most Laura Sprague
1: hello lip talk nation welcome to life in purple I'm your host, Laura Sprague, and thank you so much for listening to this episode. And thank you, Lip Talk Nation, for your support and feedback so far. Countless stories have come in letting us know what a difference life in purple is making in their lives. So thank you. The more voices that join together, the louder our community becomes to make a difference. On our most recent episodes, we had Timothy Jones, who helps others overcome their problems past, and Kendra Woods, who teaches others how to overcome the imposter syndrome and how to improve your self-worth. If you're tuning in for the first time, Check out liptalknation.com and there you'll find more resources for you to live a life in purple. We have a very special guest on our show today. He has been on our show before and I am super excited to reintroduce him as a Grammy nominated composer and musician, integrated psychologist, author. An international speaker, Dr. Michael Brandt De Maria is here for us again today. He truly believes that each person is on a deeply unique journey and has developed his own approach in helping people find healing and purpose. His approach is through mindfulness and being present that helps you to find inner peace. He also has conquered his own childhood trauma, proving to others that they can conquer. Too. Dr. Di Maria loves helping people find their own inner peace. Welcome to the show, Michael. How are you today?
0: Thank you, Laura. Um, I'm doing great, and it's great to be back with you. Thanks for having me again.
1: I am super excited, especially with your new book coming up called Inner Peace, and I can't wait to pick your brain. It is an honor, once again, to have you back on the show. The majority of our listeners know about your background and how you got your start, but I would love for you, Michael, to tell us this journey that you've been on and why you have written your newest book, Inner Peace. Clear your mind, open your heart, embrace your soul, and heal your life. So tell us about that journey. Journey.
0: Thank you, Laura. Um, it's actually Peace Within. And it's it's exactly it's it is inner peace. And I was actually, it's it's a great place to start because the whole goal of my book, Peace Within, is to support and help people find inner peace. But I really wanted to, when I was working with the idea of the title, and part of my own journey, particularly the last 12 years since Hurricane Ivan, where my life really Went through a major transformation. Is that most people think about finding inner peace as having to get away from life, you know, getting away from the kids, getting away from work, getting away from everything. And I thought that was the case too for many years, you know, for. 10 years I guided these wilderness retreats where I took people out in the middle of nowhere so they could find inner peace. And that's often where I found it, where I could be completely alone in solitude. And I still think that's an important part of many people's life is to try to get quiet and try to step back from life. But the message of this new book is that peace can be found within life within parenting, within work, within taking out the garbage, within doing the dishes. That the idea is finding peace within our hearts and minds starts with finding peace within life. That you don't have to go to an ashram or a monastery or a church or out into the middle of nowhere in the woods to find peace. It might help you touch that ocean of peace but what I learned in my journey back from suicidal despair and feeling my life had completely come apart and to the point where my knee and back injury made it impossible for me to go out and to do my wilderness journeys, I realized I had to find peace right where I was, which meant in a body that was hurting, in a mind that was being pulled back to childhood trauma and in a broken heart. And what I found coming through these last 12 years was to take one step at a time one breath at a time and realize if I could bring some real mindfulness to each moment and do just whatever was in front of me and enjoy the simple joys of life like breathing, uh, noticing the way the light was moving through the window making sure when I went outside to look at the sky and breathe the air and listen to the birds to really come into the very simple sacred joys of each moment day by day, moment by moment. And that's what this book is all about, is trying to help people inhabit their bodies, minds, and hearts right here, right now, without judgment. And that's the message of the book.
1: Okay, I have huge goosebumps because I know that your book is called Peace Within, but I guess my biggest takeaway was inner peace for me because I kept reading it over and over again. So my apologies on that, but I love your message right now, how you said in the last 12 years – that you've been on, you had to confront and have inner peace through your brokenness and through suicidal thoughts and through this journey of your past that you had to learn how to live in the moment and be present. And I love how you pointed out, Michael, how people can find peace in taking out the garbage and doing these daily activities to be mindful. I love that word, mindful, because I've been practicing that Ever since we've last spoken, Michael, in our last interview together, I've been very conscientious about everything that I'm doing because I... Okay, so you know me a little bit. Lip Talk Nation knows me that I am very energetic, <laughs> and I love just being active. So my my focus, my laser focus has been exactly what you spoke on last time, and I love that you are continuing this journey. So I know that this book is all about your soul. You are releasing it, and I, I absolutely love your passion and how you teach people to have inner peace. There's my takeaway. Lip Talk Nation, write that down, inner peace. You mention in your book that a person's natural state is to have inner peace. Why do you think that people find it difficult to even believe that? Why we don't think that we're really born with that?
0: It's a great question, Laura, and and a critical problem in our cultural understanding. You know, when I first try to teach people to meditate, they often will say, gosh, I, I can't do it. I feel like I'm locked in a phone booth with a crazy person, you know, because you start watching your thoughts. The problem is this peace is our natural state but what has happened as cultural beings we are not just nature anymore we're educated out of our natural state by the language and culture and society we're born into and so we live in a society and culture that distracts us from the inside and focuses on the outside. We live in a very extroverted thinking, egocentric culture. And the practices in this book are more helping people go inward, listen to their soul and their heart, and be able to step back from all of these conditioned thoughts and stories we're telling ourselves all day long. So, the first thing I'm really wanting to help people do is begin to see if that. What's going on in their minds and heads they weren't born with? They weren't born with it. That's cultural, not natural. The peace, when you look at an infant, what do you see? Now, I'm not saying that they don't have their crying fits and difficulty, but the sense of mystery, awe, and wonder that they have and where they can just fall into giggles and laughter in this bubbling bliss of joy is that natural state of just being. You know, as long as their diapers change, they have some food and they're being loved. But, you know, this we all, you know, pretty much, you know, you got a roof over your head. You got your diaper changed. You got some food on the table, but we're not happy. We're not peaceful because we're lost in thought. Ninety percent of the time we're spending in the past and the future lost In thought, usually old tapes about things that we regretted doing or we feel guilty about, or worse, we feel shame about, or feeling extraordinarily anxious and fearful about what might happen. All of that is a drama in the head that is not real, not real at all. It's a fiction, but what's happened is people come so hypnotized by. thoughts and stories in their heads, they can't see that there's miracles all around them. The miracle of seeing, the miracle of hearing, the miracle of just walking, having two arms and hands that can lift things and help you. You know, that's what an infant does is like, oh my gosh, you know, look at that little thing I can touch. And you know how they become fascinated with everything in front of them. This is what I love to help people rediscover is our natural state is to be immersed in mystery awe and wonder and that is naturally peaceful because you're so amazed at the miracle of seeing and hearing and touching and tasting that you naturally feel a sense of peace peace doesn't have to be boring peace is a, is dynamic and shifting and changing when you're fully present and mindful in the moment does that make sense
1: Oh my goodness. Absolutely, Michael. I love how you just said peace does not have to be, you know, overwhelming and or boring. <laughs> and I, I know it's comical. However, we, like you said, we complicate things. We live in this extroverted, ego-centered culture where everything is go, go, go. We're taught how to think instead of how to think for ourselves. You know, we're taught what to think. And, and we get bogged down of, like you said, 90% of our thoughts are lost in the past and future. I have, experienced this, Michael, myself, you know, creating this anxiety. And I believe, just like you said, we live in a thankless culture. You know, people don't understand the miracle. Like you said, the miracles around, they don't understand the miracle of sight and the miracle to walk unless it's taken away. So you, your mission is huge. Lip Talk Nation, this is not supposed to be a difficult message at all. And, And you explained it very well, Michael, about how we were naturally born with peace in the awe and wonder babies are typically happy creatures like you said unless the diaper needs changed or they need fed and <laughs> i understand right. that too having two kids yeah yes
0: sure but it's they're, they're pretty pretty simple needs and when those simple needs are met they're joyful and peaceful and loving and present
1: wow i i just love what you just said and and it's very simple and that's how i love to explain things to the audience, to the listeners, to know that they can achieve peace, they can achieve mindfulness, and it takes intention very much so, which is what I've been practicing. I already told you, Michael, that I've been practicing the mindfulness meditations and being present ever since we've spoken last time in our last interview. And I have to say, I have been had a huge blessing in my body, specifically learning how to relax and taking my inner peace to a new level. So I want to know what is a simple thing for the listeners to do so they can start finding inner peace in their body.
0: Wonderful Lauren that just touches my heart that it's making a difference for you. And you know, what I just love is helping free people from their their minds and, and helping them rediscover um this peace within that's always there if we can do these right practices. So my favorite is the three breath to de stress and People can I'm share it with the listeners right now, but it's something that you can also check out on my website. Whenever anybody checks, it's one of the first opportunities. I give a ten minute demonstration of it, and also have the downloadable PDF. So three breaths to de stress. So many people think that it requires you know twenty minutes to you know meditate, or you know I don't have time to meditate. And I always say three breaths. I just want you to take three breaths with me. So the way we're going to do this. Laura is this three breaths to de-stress is we're breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. And it's very important that we're accentuating the out breath. So we want to breathe out longer than we breathed in. And we really want to, in fact, it can even make, I practice this when I play my flutes and this is kind of how I came up with it. I always do three long notes to just warm up. And I found I'd be so relaxed afterwards. And I was going, wow, if I could just get everybody to do this. And I was like, well, you don't need to play a flute to do this. You can just breathe and pretend you're playing a flute. Because when you're playing a flute, you want to make that breath even and smooth and deep. And you want to take a nice deep breath because you want to have that sound last as long as you can. So what we're going to do is we're breathing the nose out to the mouth and I want listeners to really be noticing. I want you to breathe in nice and deep from the belly. Most people shallow breathe. So by breathing deep in the belly, we're going to really be able to engage what's called the parasympathetic nervous system. All that means is it's the part of us that relaxes the rest and digest. It's great to do this just before you eat. You'll actually digest your food better. It's great to do this just before you go to sleep. If you're kind of in a stressful situation, doing this just before having a conversation or calling somebody. And instead of, you know, people say count to 10, I say, no, take three deep breaths. (laughs) So
1: So this is so beautiful, Michael. I love how you had this. Aha moment when you were practicing your instrument, the flute, and how you warmed up and you did this three long notes, and then you're like, What if? What if? I could share this with others who don't play music because it helped you so much. And I, I just find that so beautiful and how tangible that is for anyone to do, just like we did in practice. So you mentioned that when you do this kind of breathing, you start digesting your food better. I would tell my students this when I taught, you know, teach voice as well. So I want to know, how does having inner peace help your mind, body, and soul? Or maybe what can a person expect to happen when they find inner peace?
0: So the first thing is it quiets the mind, or I also like to say clears the mind. We're not trying to stop thinking. We're stepping back from thinking. You couldn't stop thinking if you try, but what we're doing with meditation, mindfulness, is stepping back from thoughts. So we're neither pushing them away nor attaching to them. So when we begin to shift and find peace within, what happens is the mind naturally quiets the body naturally relaxes and just shifts into a more receptive mode and the soul. And so I'm glad you brought that up is to me, the heart is the gateway to the soul. So we can't open the heart often until we've quieted the mind because what we do in our culture is we defend against the heart. We stay in our heads because we're scared to feel actually, but it's only when we can warm the heart and actually feel what we feel. And again, the whole piece within process in the book is we're not pushing feelings away, nor kind of Velcroing them. We're wanting them to move through us, neither you know, neither denying them or acting them out. So same with thoughts and feelings. What this does is the soul is that part of us that is so deeply wise and intuitive, and it lies in the deep inmost center of the heart. The heart is the seat of the soul, but we can't touch that part of us, and this is the part of us that knows the larger reality, that knows and is connected to our higher power, whether you call the God or spirit, that this is that divine spark inside of each one of us. And when we connect to that point and that place inside of our hearts, and we have to get out of our heads to find this place, we feel connected to something greater. And I think this is the real deep, deep meaning and purpose of finding peace within is because all of a sudden, you realize you're never alone, that God is always with you. You are part of something so much greater, but we can't get there until you get out of your head because the head tells us that we're separate and apart. And this is an illusion. We know even today in quantum physics, everything is connected. The strange thing is the human brain interprets everything as separate. But it's not the brain. It's our culture and our language system and our belief system and the paradigm of a fairly dysfunctional, egocentric, thankless culture, as you mentioned. But what happens when we quiet our minds, open our hearts, relax the body, is we take what the Cherokee say is the longest journey we'll ever take, which is from our head to our hearts. And when that happens, we touch our soul. And when we touch our soul, we touch God. And then we are truly healed. Then we are truly at one with all things and can really find peace because we stop trying to do everything and figure it out. And we trust and have faith in something greater. And that's where real peace comes, when we let go and surrender.
1: Michael, this is exactly what Lip Talk Nation needs to hear. This is the message that's on my heart is to allow people to feel. We talked about that the last time. Allow yourself to feel so you can heal. And this is so true, Amen. right? Amen. It warms the heart so that you can move. And I love how you say move your feelings out. And then it connects you. And through. And through, Yes. Oh my goodness, I have personally discovered this. Lip Talk Nation, I hope that you are understanding what Michael is saying because it's not how you act upon it on your rage and your anger and your sadness. If you suppress, you will become eventually depressed and manifest horrible things in your body and attract horrible things to happen to you. That's my conviction. And so it's about moving them out, releasing them out and through oh my goodness this is something that i have a huge passion for as well michael so i loved how you explained it how the heart is connected to the soul so that you can truly have inner peace and so did you hear what happens lip talk nation when you truly find inner peace in your mind body and soul oh my goodness Amen, just like you said, Michael. Oh, okay, so you have several principles listed in your book in finding this inner peace and peace within. What is the most important principle for people to understand to finding this inner peace?
0: Well, actually, and I, I love just what you said, and there's no doubt that one of the reasons our paths have crossed is I, I can see that in you. You you you've learned this through experience, and this is a big part of the book. The book is as much a workbook as... As a book, there's practices, there's uh, the journaling, the meditation, but also making commitment to yourself to do these practices for a period of time, because a big problem is people will say, well, yeah, I know that, or I've read that, or I've heard that, but this is just staying in the head for insight to become operative, for insight to become part of you, for it to shift and change you at the cellular level of your body, you have to practice. Just like both as being musicians, we know that if you don't practice, you don't get better. And you can't expect to pick up a violin or try to play the piano and sit down for five minutes. Oh, I can't play anything. So the idea is the principle of practicing these fundamentals, and they're very easy, but at first they may feel a little bit challenging, but to stay with it and realize that as you're going to get to a point where you begin to experience training your mind, opening your heart, relaxing your body, and then amazing things begin to shift and change. The principle at the core and root of this practice, though, is what we just talked about, is finding that spark of the divine inside of you, that you, when you begin to become a student of your own awareness, to realize awareness is not your mind. You're deeper and more profound than your mind. You're your soul, not your mind. We have a mind, like we have a body. But most people in our culture, because we're so mentally focused in our culture, which I could say a whole lot more about, is people think they are their mind, as opposed to having a mind like a body the mind is a great tool. It's a fun tool. Logic and analysis is a great tool. But when you turn it into who you think you really are at the essence, you're lost and you end up on the rocks and suffer greatly. Because who we really are is in the deep, inmost center of the heart, which is the soul. We are our soul. We have a mind. And the mind is great for maneuvering things. It's a great first mate, but it's a terrible captain. And so the takeaway is that you are not your mind got to practice these practices to get in touch with your heart and your soul. And then when you feel your connection to that greater reality, and like you said, feel to heal, you will begin to realize you are never alone. And always there is an ocean of peace lying within.
1: Okay, thank you, first of all, for recognizing that within me. I know that we've had the chance to talk with each other on um, just an intimate level of how we both have conquered a few things. And thank you so much. And you really are a big part of the next level where I'm at and where I'm going. And I love how you kept saying, get out of your head. That keeps resonating with me. Get out of your head. Many of the other guests that have been on the show have said this as well. You've got to get out of your head. But you gave us again another tangible step that practice thing so Michael when I first started meditating the first 10 minutes there was a 10 minute meditation I did and I did not know what I was doing I I didn't understand it was a guided meditation and I'm like I realized that I did not know how to focus and so I repeated I gave myself a little break and I went back and did it and and then like you said it does take practice so the more I practice the more I did find that the mind is a tool, like you said, and to finding this inner peace within you. Oh, so many good things that you you have told us, and I love how you said that you're not alone, Lip Talk Nation. You are not alone, and we believe the lie that we are, and then that's when things can fester and manifest inside of us when we believe those lies, and that's exactly what can influence the mind for you to believe. So thank you. For your support, Michael, oh, it's you are amazing. And, and so in finding your own inner peace, I'm going to get a little bit more vulnerable. What has been the most difficult obstacle that you have had to overcome?
0: My mind. <laughs> Same thing. I'm just like everyone else, that the greatest difficulty I've had is my own conditioned thoughts and stories and getting lost in my head i'm very reflective there's nothing wrong with being reflective being thoughtful but hyper reflection and overthinking is a disease of the mind. Some people even have gone so far as to call it the thinking disease. And particularly you get a PhD and you know multiple advanced degrees, you get a little bit too lost in your head. And in so much of my own healing and growth has been actually having to unlearn so much that I was taught and, you know, that I read in books and that our culture tells us and even our families and society tell us so for me, it's all been a process of unlearning and about the, the head stuff, but really becoming a student of my body, literally becoming a student of my heart, listen to what truly brings me healing and peace inside, and then being true to that and noticing what Doesn't so it's actually I always say actually the stupider I am the happier I am and what I mean by that is the less reflective the more I'm just empty my mind so my greatest obstacle has been my mind and you know I have a pretty intense mind you know I mean I I have read thousands of books and I have and I love learning don't get me wrong. It's learning is not the problem. It's learning not connected to the heart and body and our own personal experience. When we learn something, we must run it through our own experience, what I call our first person experience of the world. And this is a big piece of the book that what I call coming into your own center which means you have got to find what is true for you. What speaks to your heart and your experience, your own first person experience of the world has to be the bedrock of what's true for you. And we're all so different. What is true for one person is not gonna be what is true for the next person. So there's no simple recipes and that's why we taking the journey within is, who am I, you know, who am I? What is true for me? And, and also to honor that I can't always know it's going to be true for anybody else, but I can encourage them to discover their own inner truth. And that's why the true journey of peace is an inside job. You've got to go within your own heart, your own experience to find out what is true for you
1: okay thank you for sharing your vulnerability that is huge right there saying all those things that you've had to unlearn when this power of the mind and, and what we allow ourselves to be influenced by and i love like you said just you had to unlearn a lot because you've read thousands of books and here you are saying the stupider i am uh you know you you're the happier you are and and i'm like of course i understand this quote so much And I do. And so I hear you saying, stop comparing. So you didn't say those words, but it's, it's what's resonating with me right now. Stop comparing your journey with someone else. And like you said, everyone's journey is going to be different and unique. And you can learn how to accept yourself and that you can. So, Lip Talk Nation, this is an encouragement episode where Michael is just laying it all out there on you. And he's gonna be giving us a tool to do that. Like you said, your book is definitely like a workbook. So, one of the things I heard you recommend earlier on, you talked about was this journaling thing for people to find peace within and to have that inner peace. This one thing helps people deal with their feelings. So, for people who are new, to to dealing with their feelings how will journaling help them and how would you guide someone to start journaling
0: yes that's a big part of the book is I see journaling as a form of meditation it's a way of working with feelings and thoughts by stepping back from them so the key is in the piece within journaling practice in the book throughout the book is doing unedited uncensored spontaneous free-form journaling And what this does is it helps you begin to step back once again from your thoughts and feelings. So it's about the current, not the content. It's about the process, not the product. So I I almost think of it as taking an emotional shower. So when you take a shower and you feel so much better after that shower or taking a bath, you don't save the water and then rebathe in it. So I tell people the kind of journaling I'm encouraging is—it's not like you need to go ahead and, you know, reread it. I mean, I'd suggest a lot of people you could even delete it or burn it or whatever. The idea is to write it out. We know in therapy when people feel a non-judgmental, safe, sacred space to completely share whatever's inside of their hearts, they get better. We talk about it as a talking cure. And oftentimes, though, there's not going to be a person that somebody feels safe with, or maybe they don't have access to a therapist. So for me, the journaling is the writing cure. It gives you a safe place to be able to express these feelings. Let's take anger, for example. Anger can be like a hand grenade. You throw it at somebody, it hurts them. But if you swallow it, it hurts you. In fact, we know depression has a lot to do oftentimes, not all the time, but oftentimes with swallowed or internalized anger so emotions are energy and if energy gets stopped up this comes back to our you have to feel to heal so in the journaling and i encourage people let these feelings come out you know cuss and swear or have a bawling fit you know where you really just cry it out while you're writing write those things it's like say the unsayable speak the unspeakable in a safe place and you can you can delete it right away but you'll get the benefit by having expressed it and getting it outside of you. This is part of what we understand by expressive therapy is it gets things moving through you. And this is a real key. I'm really big into helping people know that they're more like waves of energy than objects in space. You know, we're more like a song than a rock. (laughs) So the idea is that these feelings, I call it the, in the book, I call it the emotional circulatory system. And if you don't, just like the physical circulatory system, the blood is flowing, the air is flowing, the water's moving through your body, that we need to do this with emotions, but we get scared of emotions. So we hold on and repress them or we act them out. So a way of being able to, feel to heal in a safe place is this three form journaling process that I really outline in detail in the book
1: okay so I have like explosions like fireworks going on if I could say the quote my mind is blown away right now because it makes so much sense all right Lip Talk Nation he gave us another task to do is journaling and I love how you said emotions are energy I truly believe this and then when you release them out whether it be writing it down and then throwing it away if that's what you have to you begin to feel better and that's so awesome and I know like you said earlier it will take practice to get into that but take five minutes or ten minutes to sit down now Michael I've got to say what I do is I journal out loud and so I look at myself in front of the mirror and I let it all out and then I say you now have permission to release it and it's okay I do it that way but it's just like you said you figure it out when you allow yourself to get all of that out there is something that happens you do get better you can have an emotional bath that analogy so awesome I think I've heard you say that before you know it's when you take this bath you don't keep the old water so why would you want to keep your old emotions and past hurts so stop suppressing Lip Talk Nation stop it and thank you I know I'm like it's easier said than done I get it but these are still very simple steps for people to do to start overcoming their past. And Michael, I have goosebumps the whole time. You are so awesome. Thank you for sharing your vulnerability with us. But it's time for us to move to the part of the show where we get to know you on a fun level. Now, we've done this before, but I have new questions for you and this is our lightning round. The questions are still simple, easy to answer. Michael, just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, where is your favorite vacation spot?
0: Mountains. Any place I can be in the mountains. Hiking or skiing, probably.
1: Yes, that's where my soul is as well. What's your favorite smoothie?
0: Okay, so I'm not a smoothie guy. I was at one time, but basically it's either got to be like a fermented drink, like perhaps a turmeric ginger kombucha because people know what kombucha is or a green um probably a green juice like low sugar and basically yeah greens and plenty i'm like ginger fiend anything with a bunch of ginger and turmeric and that just gets me going but i'm not big into anything sugar and and i'm not it can't be too cold but but a kombucha if people know what that is a fermented drink it's one of my favorites i make my own
1: Oh, Okay, so I I don't know much about the kombucha, but I would love to pick your brain later on that. But I do know the green juices are very high in chlorophyll and that they can help you with all kinds of good things. So that's awesome. Okay, so where's your most recent trip? Where did you last visit?
0: Goodness, so I just got back from just a couple weeks ago from Morocco. I was up in the high Atlas Mountains above Marrakesh doing a a wilderness retreat where I did a four day fast up there. It was a spiritual retreat and it was life changing. And I fell in love with Morocco and the people. And I'm still vibrating from that trip, actually.
1: That's awesome. I'm smiling really big about that. Well, I loved watching your <laughs> journey on Facebook. So that's awesome. Live Dark Nation, Morocco. What is your favorite sport?
0: So like competitive sport, lacrosse, I grew up as a lacrosse player up in New England and I loved it. And I was one of the things I really excelled at. And it's an old Native American game and and I absolutely loved it, but I don't play it anymore. So now I would say skiing and paddleboarding. I know I'm picking two, but being outside and being close to nature Without engines <laughs> that's my favorite. Thing.
1: <laughs> without engines. So the next question I have for you is if you could have any car in the world, what would it be?
0: So I don't know if they make them, but I would it would have to be electric <laughs> and it would have to be like this is a hard thing because I would do like a, a, some kind of SUV that can have a ski rack, a paddleboard rack, a bike rack, and get me out in the woods. But if I could have an electric small SUV, With ski rack, bike rack, and paddleboard rack, I'd be in heaven.
1: (laughs) I love it. That's so awesome, and that's so you. I can picture you in it right now. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I have a last question for you, part of this lightning round. What is your funniest memory?
0: Oh, goodness. So my wife and I were in a swing dance contest when we were very young, probably late teens, early twenties, and we both love to swing dance and we're just one of the things we love to do and we're pretty good at. And so we were in a competition and we were in the three finalists. And so I went and did this like big thing where I threw up in the air and then came down where I kind of drop her down and my pants were a bit too tight and they completely split around the back as I was coming down. And all of a sudden everybody starts clapping oh, and man. I think with their, you know, because they're really happy. And then everybody starts laughing and I'm going, Oh, And oh, it's literally kind of completely split around the back. But, uh, so yeah, that was pretty funny and a bit embarrassing. <laughs> oh,
1: that's awesome. Oh, uh, I'm sure. He, yes. You'll never forget that. Oh, uh, go you and your wife. Oh yeah. Swing dancing. Goodness. Oh, uh, good job. Thank you so much for sharing these fun facts about you, Michael. You really, like I said, are inspiring and motivating. Do you have any final words of encouragement for our listeners that are struggling with destructive behavior and addictions to find inner peace?
0: Well, again, I have a lot of resources on YouTube. I have a seven by seven meditation challenge, seven minutes a day for seven days. I also have my little two-minute mindful moments with Michael. All of these really help people be in the moment. And if you can break the chain, particularly with the self-destructive behavior, oftentimes the stimulus response, if you can break that moment, even just for a moment or two or a second where you're stepping back from those thoughts or feelings or that compulsion, you can begin to feel better. Three breaths to distress on my website at michaeldemaria dot com, and this new book, Peace Within, will will be released September twenty third is really has a wonderful it's it's a retreat basically a meditation mindfulness retreat you can do in the comfort of your own home i'm doing a special release event at unity of pensacola that evening of september 23rd from 7 to 30 to 9 and it's a free event where i'll be doing some music meditation with people And again, the most important thing is you have what you need to heal yourself within you. The whole message of all of this, and as I've seen you do it with yourself, Laura, what I've done with myself, is the The heart knows how to heal, just like the body knows how to heal, but it needs to be given time and attention, gentleness, compassion. So there's a whole section in the book about self-compassion, self-care, self-nurturance. You know, it's really about learning to love ourselves and accept ourselves and really moving again from the head to the heart. So really listen to your heart, trust your own inner guidance, and you can heal.
1: There you go, Lip Talk Nation. You can. Oh, Michael, thank you so much for spending time with us here at Life in Purple and and letting us get to know you on a deeper level. Will you share one more time your website and how we can find more about you and, and to purchase your book and find out more about these workshops? So tell us your website one more time.
0: Yes, www.michael, M I C H A E L, D Maria, D as in David, E, M as in Mary, A R I A dot com. You can think of my last name as just Maria, the girl's name with D E in front of it. And the book is Peace Within. If you just Google Peace Within, D Maria, Um, you'll find it's already on Amazon in Kindle and print version, and you can order it, pre-order it even right now. It will be available September 23rd and it's, it's distillation of my 30 years of work. And I tell you, I'm almost moved to tears to just begin to share it with the world because it's been a labor of love and I, I've put my heart and soul to it. So
1: I'm so excited. September 23rd is the big release date. Okay, Love Talk Nation. Find out more about him at michaeldemaria.com woohoo. And I'm so excited. I'm very proud of you. What an honor to have you on the show and for spending time with us where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer. It's been a pleasure hearing your story and letting our listeners glean value from your experience. Lip Talk Nation, if you have enjoyed today's episode or any of our previous episodes, I would love to hear from you. If you're an iPhone user, go on over to iTunes and leave a friendly review. And Android users, send me a quick email to lara at Larasprag.com. We appreciate you and we'll see you soon. And as always, what you say is what you become.